What up? Welcome back to the Stellar Stellar Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Mason Boyd, joined as always by Glenn Enos Jr. And Matthew Souza. What's up? Guys, in the words of uh, Stained, is that who it is? It's been a a while. while. It's been a while. Uh, So where we last left off, if you guys remember, uh, we last recorded. I know. We had to see before we hit record. We actually were like, "Where the when was the last time we fucking recorded?" Um, feels like week eight. Yeah, feels like it. Uh, but last time we gave you guys an episode, it was right before the wild card round, and uh, hindsight is obviously twenty twenty. But to say we had some hot takes in there, uh, in retrospect, is uh, is an understatement. So. You know, uh, we're coming to you now. Uh, Super Bowl is six, five days away. Five days away, right? Five days. Five days. Um, and by the time you hear this, it'll probably be less uh, because we're recording this Tuesday night. So, you know, there, we got a lot to cover, guys. A lot, a lot has happened. You know, normally I feel like not a lot of stuff happens in between like during this during the playoffs and the Super Bowl, aside from hirings and firings of coaches, which we'll get to, obviously. But but yeah, uh so where do you guys want to start? Well, we talk about the hot takes that we had for our brackets. I think the hottest take that anyone had was me putting the Packers in the Super Bowl. <laughs> you sure it wasn't me putting the Patriots in the Super Bowl? Uh yeah. Well, the thing is, I mean, Susie, it's a hot take, but it's kind of like a dark horse. Like the Packers are favorited, and now it makes me look like a jackass because I, I, I said, okay, number one seed this time, they'll do it, right? They'll fucking yeah, do it. They'll do they it. didn't do it. Robbie Gold stole it from them in the snow. I mean, listen, I told you guys, I had the wrong team, but I told you guys the Packers are getting bounced in the divisional round this year. Uh, I just. Oh my god! I mean, how many times do you have to do you have to see it for like? It's just I don't understand. Like I understand from a talent perspective, Aaron Rodgers is a very, very good quarterback. But is he a winner? Like you know what I mean? Like this is the difference between like stats and the eyeball test, where like. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers statistically is the best quarterback in the league. He's probably going to win MVP this year. But as far as I'm concerned, you can take your MVPs and shove them up your ass uh, because Damn. a guy can't win. He can't win. I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to hear it anymore, man. I don't want to hear it. I feel people make excuses for the guy, and I, I'm just sick of hearing it, man. Like. Go be, go play golf, bro. Like, I don't, I don't got anything else for you. Like, I really yeah. don't. Susan, he's a, he's, he's a Aaron Rodgers. It's that, that's all you gotta say. I mean, he, he kind of keeps getting to the big game, and he never makes it. We've seen enough, and it's a shame. I mean, he's, he's good. The team's good. It's like, what the hell's going on here? So, hypothetically speaking, if um, Patriots signed Aaron Rodgers, would you be upset? 
Uh, no, I wouldn't be upset. Um, and that's because, well, I think we should talk about the Patriots. Obviously, it's a good segue. Um, because they got embarrassed by the Bills, obviously, in the divisional round. But the thing is, is I think a lot of people, surprisingly, I thought, uh, were pretty fair about Mac Jones. And I think, honestly, looking at the environment and what, you know, the conditions of the game and what he had to go up against, I think, I think Jones actually didn't play particularly awful in that game. I think he played okay. The problem was, is that the defense didn't even give him a chance. You know what I mean? So in relation to your question about Aaron Rodgers, uh, I wouldn't hate that because obviously Aaron Rodgers is still, like I said, very, very good quarterback. Will he win? Probably not. But I guess technically he gives you a chance, you know, you get the divisional round. You get one when you're in the AFC championship game. Um, and I, I would take that every day. But – and that also he would potentially groom Mac Jones because I think Mac Jones has a lot of potential going forward, um, you know, and I think big picture for the Patriots, obviously, is they still have a long way to go um, on both sides of the ball, obviously. And, um, yeah, man, I feel optimistic – as a Patriots fan, but it's hard to not have a bad taste in your mouth after they kind of fizzled out toward the end of the year. And then they got absolutely embarrassed by the bills. I mean, they got pants for, for lack of a better term. <laughs> they got you know? pants. But yeah. Yeah. I don't think, yeah. Investing in Rand Rogers would be the way to go. Just stick with the young talent, Mac Jones. Susan, before you talk about the Patriots, um, as we wrap, wrap up Aaron Rodgers real quick, is he a Packer next year? Yes or no? Yes. Nope, he's gone. Where's he going, Mason? Um, I think personally, there are two spots that make a lot of sense for him. Sorry, I was taking a bite of my sandwich. Uh, I think there are two spots that make a lot of sense for him. One is Denver. Um, and I know, I know Denver has no, because they have, they have a good offense. Uh, you know, obviously the thing, the thing that you look at teams around the league that have good teams, but are lacking a quarterback. One team is Denver. I think they have a pretty good offense, you know, with the emergence of, uh, their two headed backfield, obviously Melvin Gordon, which, you know, I think he's on. The downtrend, but obviously they have um, Javante Williams. Yes, Javante Williams, and their wide receiving core is pretty good. They have Noah Fant; he's a good tight end, serviceable tight end, uh, and they have a good defense. So, I mean, and that home field advantage is—if they got like the number one seed or whatever—that'd be a definitive home field advantage, being a uh, mile high. And the other team, I think, now that. Obviously, something else we have to get to is uh, players retiring. Um, now that Big Ben is gone from Pittsburgh, I think that that place would make a lot of sense for him, as, uh, a lot of sense for him as well. Because once again, they have a very talented wide receiver group. Uh, they have a good running back, um, and their defense is obviously you know top ten every year, whether it be in scoring and uh, you know pressure on a quarterback, stuff like that. So I think that both of those places make a lot of sense for him, and if 
maybe he does stay in Green Bay. I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of sour grapes there between him and that organization after the last offseason with the rumors of him holding out and all that. So, hmm. Interesting. Tampa Bay an option? As much as it pains me to say, yeah, I guess it could be now. The thing that's crazy is that Tampa Bay is probably going to win the division um, because none of the teams in that division are really great and, anymore. Like uh, the Saints, the, you have to look at notable departures. Obviously, uh, Sean Payton retired, so there's a big vacancy at coach there. Um, I mean, say what you want about Sean Payton. I'm not the biggest Sean Payton fan. I know that you aren't either, Glenn, for uh, Mr. Anus Mouth himself. Anus Mouth. But his mouth looks like an asshole. Yeah, it does. Yeah. But I think ultimately, you know, he is by default because most of the coaching NFL is butt cheeks. Uh, He's one of the best coaches in the NFL. Um, And him retiring really leaves a big hole there. And the Saints obviously struggled with him at the helm to begin with. So, I mean, Tampa Bay might make some sense, but they're going to have a lot of a lot of departures. Obviously, uh, you know, their offense took a big hit, losing wide receivers. There's questions if Gronk is even going to stay there now that Brady's retired. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of options there for him if he wants to take the plunge. Hmm. Susan, back to the Patriots. What did you think of uh, Wild Card Weekend for Old New England Faithful in Buffalo on a Saturday night? They got they got embarrassed, yeah. and as a fan, I got hoodwinked yeah. into thinking that they were. Uh, well, quite frankly, as I wave my bracket to think that they had a chance to make it not only to the Super Bowl but just to the next round. Now, let me ask you a question, and I'm didn't being quite I'm, work out that way. I'm being dead serious. I'm not trying to like be a dick. Or, you know, razz on you. Why'd you have him going to the Super Bowl? It was just, uh, was it, was I could see them. They bias. It was bias. It was, it was, uh, faith. Did you honestly think they're better than like top four teams in the AFC? They have beaten the Bills. So I was hopeful that they could maybe recreate something. I, didn't mind their chances against the Titans either. That's what would have been their next game. Beating the Chiefs, that that that, that was a big dart throw, a shot in the dark. I don't think they would have beat the Chiefs. They clearly couldn't beat the Bills either. So, yeah. Right. They didn't belong. As Patriots fans, how do you guys feel moving forward? I'm personally not upset with how Mac Jones' first year went. I mean, I think – we can all agree that now that we have a, a guy that's not Cam Newton, because we're all worried about the Patriots being in an ugly rebuild mode for the next however many years. And Cam Newton was living up to that. But we drafted a rookie, and he got us to the, the playoffs first year. Showed promise, stuff to work on, obviously. But I think for the first year of, of, of Mac Jones's career, I think that's that's a good starting point, and you can only build off of that. Um, so maybe the Patriots in the playoffs is still going to be a thing, hopefully. Probably not going to win the division. Division is Buffalo, but... Do you see them, do you see, and I'll ask the same question to you, Mason, do you see them in the next three years getting to an AFC championship game? 
Um, Susan just said they're not winning the division as long as the Bills are there, and I think quite frankly, as long as Josh Allen's in Buffalo, can't see them winning the division. But the thing is, is I think they have a chance. Like they had a chance to win the division this year. It's just that they, they, they themselves, uh, you know, no pun intended, fumbled it. Like they had a game up on the Bills. Like they had that advantage, but they choked. They choked it away to the Colts, ultimately a team that didn't make the playoffs. Um, and you lost to Miami. Once again, another team that didn't make the playoffs. So they kind of were in control of their own destiny. They could have still won the division this year. And I think right, so another question. I think so they can. You think they get the AFC championships? They'd have to win at least two games because in the next three years you see them being the number one seed. Oh no, no chance. Um because you think they can win two playoff games to get back to the AFC championship. Yeah, I think so. I got you. Got to tell me what the matchup is because I like Sousa said. If they had, if like if if Buffalo had the number one seed and the Patriots are going to Tennessee in the first round, I like that matchup a lot better because I think both teams play a similar style of football hmm. where it's you know slow down the game, grind it out, uh, take a lot of as much time off the clock as possible with the run game. Like both of those teams are run like the Patriots are run first team now, and so are the Titans. Um, and I think it's one of those, it would have been one of those things where like, uh, a def- defense, one of the defenses would have made a key play or it would have came down to a last second field goal. Um, because I think they play a similar style of, of football, you know what I mean? And I just, obviously I think the bills and the chiefs are a, like a different story, but I think depending on the matchup, I think the Patriots could play against you know teams that you think are going to be perennial contenders like i think they could they could beat the ravens i think they could be uh like i said i think they could be um the titans um but see the Bengals are tough because i don't feel like as a team they're that much better than the patriots like if you look at their defense i think that's a wash but the difference the difference is that they have a absolute stud at QB that they know. Obviously, Joe Burrow took a big step in his second year, which I'm not comparing. I'm not saying that Mac Jones is going to be Joe Burrow, but you hope that Mac Jones takes a similar step. But the big thing is that they also have a number one wide receiver who can drop 200 yards a game, and the <laughs> Patriots are sorely missing that. And I think that's the biggest discrepancy because the Bengals have run game. They have Joe Mixon. They have serviceable tight ends. I think, honestly, I think Hunter Henry's probably better than uh, C.J. Uzoma. And, like, the second T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, I think, uh, you know, the talent drop-off from from Jacoby Myers and uh, um, Kendrick Bourne isn't super significant from those two. So I I think it's just they – they had two big things, which is they had a definitive number one wide receiver, and they have Joe Burrow. Let me give you my take on the Patriots quick, and then we'll move on. Uh, against Buffalo, uh, embarrassing performance. Uh, you guys were highly confident on the Patriots, you know, having a chance at least to be competitive in that game. I did too. Thought it'd be a lot closer game, uh, especially because they paid. They played Buffalo twice and played them close in both games. Um, playoff game, Mac Jones's first career playoff game. Um, didn't play horrible. We didn't play good. 
But it doesn't matter how good you play if the defense allows a touchdown on every drive that they're on the field. So I'm not going to put the loss on Mac Jones um, for the Patriots. Patriots now losing Josh McDaniels, the offensive coordinator, could be a blessing. We'll see how Mac Jones does with a new offensive coordinator. Now, let's not forget, it's only going to be a second year, so we're still going to have some growing pains. Like Mason said, you'd like to see him take that jump into somebody that like Herbert took or somebody like Joe Burrow or whoever after their rookie season. And if Mac can establish himself as being a pretty good passer, and in this next league of quarterbacks that's going on, like this next era of quarterbacks with the Patrick Mahomes, the Josh Allens, and whoever, is early. We haven't seen it that. When Dak Prescott was a rookie, we didn't sit out with Dak. It was a run first game, but now Dak runs the offense in Dallas. We'll talk about the fucking Cowboys right. after. Mac Jones could Mac Jones could emerge into that player. But honestly, until he does, or until we see differently, I'm gonna give you the truth and the laydown of the next decade for the New England Patriots. Next decade for the New England Patriots will be filled with misery and row. Because <laughs> Because Here we go. the Patriots will be good enough to be a playoff team, maybe every season, maybe some years they'll have an off year and miss out on the playoffs at like a 500 or whatever, barring any injuries or whatever. As long as you have Bill Belichick there and this offense and this defense that he's built, the next decade, they'll be a playoff team. However, ASC is about to get a lot better. Patrick Mahomes isn't going anywhere. Josh Allen isn't going anywhere. Joe Burrow's not going anywhere. Justin Herbert's not going anywhere, and he just needs the defense to get that team into the playoffs. They were an overtime game away from being in the playoffs. Lamar Jackson isn't going anywhere. Pittsburgh's going to have a new quarterback. It could be a free agent, Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers. They're also a playoff team. I mean, it's not going to get any easier from here on out for the New England Patriots in the near future. And I'm gonna, Like I said, I'm going to say for the next decade, as long as Mahomes and Allen, Mahomes, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes is going to be the new Tom Brady, Peyton Manning in the AFC. I think we saw that in the divisional round, and we'll talk about that game briefly in that whole weekend. But it's going to be the point where you're going to have hope for the Patriots every year, and they're going to be a playoff team. And then once they get to the playoffs, they're just going to run into a stud quarterback who's nasty. And unless Mac Jones develops himself to being that stud quarterback, Nothing's going to change. It's early. He's only a rookie, so we don't know. He could take a, take a big leap next year. We'll see. He could decline next year. And then year three, you're thinking, Jesus, do we need a new quarterback? Hmm. You don't know. But that's a little bit. That's what I'm going to lay the land for you. And it's going to be a real quick reality check being like, holy shit. The past 20 years when we had Tom Brady, that, like you'll never see that again. That, that's the most amazing times ever. And this next oh, decade, yeah. like I said, after having that 20-year dynasty, it's going to be misery and woe. Speaking of misery and woe, I have been in misery and woe for the past 26 years. <laughs> it all started when I was born. <laughs> the 1995 season was the last season that the Dallas Cowboys won the Super Bowl. It's the last season they made the NFC Championship. Since then, I have experienced some of the most talented football teams ever assembled only to rip the heart from my chest. 2007, 
actually 2006, I had to watch Tony Rombo fumble a game-winning field goal. 2007, I had to watch number one-seeded Dallas Cowboys get eliminated by the eventual Super Bowl-winning champions, the New York Football Giants. 2014, Des Bryant caught it. 2016, Mason Crosby made a miracle field goal after a miracle catch from Jared Cook. And now 2021, I had to watch 14 penalties from this Dallas Cowboys offense. And um, not only the offense, the whole team, actually. Eight, which led to either uh, a big play killing the offense, like, like it just happened after a big play for the offense and negated it, or it led to a San Francisco first down. I don't care who the fuck you are. I don't care if you're the 85 Bears. I don't care if you're the 07 Patriots. I don't care if you're the 1946 fucking Philadelphia Eagles. You're not going to win with 14 penalties. No, sir. That's so, not a recipe for uh, success. As you guys, like you said, you didn't think you'd be here. You didn't think you'd be in the playoffs with Mac Jones and the New England Patriots because you didn't know. You haven't seen it. As a Cowboys fan, I knew. I knew we'd be here. I knew we'd be in the playoffs. What are we going to do about it? And what I saw in that divisional round looked like the most unprepared team for a playoff game I have ever seen as a Dallas Cowboy fan. Horrible. We let Jimmy Garoppolo look like a Pro Bowl quarterback. Um, offense could not do anything. We weren't feeding Zeke. We weren't feeding Tony Pollard. Dak wasn't great. And it was just like, I, I don't understand. Every time they had some momentum, it would be a costly penalty. And then... At the end of the day, I'm not even going to – you can't even fault Jerry Jones because with the roster he established, the coaching staff he established, this team should be winning fucking games, and they aren't. So who do we put the blame on for the Dallas Cowboys? Uh, Glenn? I probably will sound like a broken record for saying this, but it's the fucking coaching. It's a coaching, man. It's just Mike McCarthy doesn't know his ass from his elbow. Uh, and I think that reflects down the lineup. You know, it starts at the top, obviously. And I, 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 it's, and it's been a problem for a while. It's been a problem since you guys had Jason Garrett. You know what I mean? It's just been a problem for a long time. So here's the thing. Okay. I don't hate Mike McCarthy. I don't hate him like I hated Jason Garrett. When things were going bad for the Cowboys and Jason Garrett was head coach, I had to keep fucking seeing this. And clapping all the time like, yeah, let's go, guys. Everything's all right. It's not all right, Jason. It's not all right. We should be better and we're not. When Mike McCarthy's mad, he actually shows a little bit of emotion. Problem is, um, I feel like we've had more downs than up since Mike McCarthy's been here. And that shouldn't be the case with this roster that's established. Again, the biggest takeaway from the game, and the biggest takeaway from the season, is that they were the most penalized team in the league. 
And you can say that starts with the head coach. I get that. That's a focus, a point of emphasis. Every game, it should be, let's not commit penalties, guys. Let's not be ourselves. Because the 49ers didn't beat the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys beat the fucking Dallas Cowboys. And mostly every loss that they've had this year, besides the one against Denver. Denver was the only team that actually stuck it to the fucking Cowboys in Dallas. Every other Cowboys loss this year, the Cowboys beat themselves. Some silly self-destruct, self-inflicted pain and mistake ended in misery for the Cowboys this season in 2021. And like I said, I like to say it starts with the head coach with the penalties, but it could be just a thing where you got fucking idiot players on your roster. I had to watch Randy Gregory go offsides twice in like three plays. And I was like, dude, this is the fucking playoffs. Like, what are you doing? Hey, dude, listen, I feel your pain. The Patriots uncharacteristically did that this year as well. And it's not normal for them to do that. So when they did, it made me want to pull my hair out even more because it's just like, dude, what the fuck, man? They did it against the Bills in the in the playoff game. I mean, not that, you know, the Bills needed any help, but. Back, back up a second. Back up a second. Say that again, what you said. The first thing you said to me just now. What? You feel my pain? You feel his pain. You feel my pain? You feel my fucking pain? 26 years of this shit, Mason. I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask to be born. And oh I sure God. as hell didn't ask to be born as a fucking <laughs> Cowboys fan. You can always change that. No, I can't. You start rooting no, for can't. someone else. No, then I got, no, I got no respect. And if I can't respect myself, who the fuck can I respect? I don't know. I don't know who you blame for discipline. It's got to be the players, but at the same time, like you don't you get you blame the parents when the kids are undisciplined. So there's got to be some type of coaching or leader position that's not doing their job. That's not uh, maybe giving consequences to bad actions. Maybe they just walk it all over these coaches. Regardless, the 14 penalties was my biggest takeaway from the game. The fact that they had 14 penalties and they still had a chance to win the game. I mean, that just shows you how talented the team could be. And then you see the last play of the game. I don't know. I think it was third and whatever. And we have Dak do a QB run, design QB run with however many seconds left. Umpire, if he, regardless if he was taking a sweet-ass time going up the field, trying to touch the ball to get it set, the play's got to be called. The play's got to be executed. And it was. Whatever. And then I, I would rather take two shots to the end zone from that distance, but whatever. If you think you just want to put it on all one play, whatever. The fact of the matter is they shouldn't have even been in that situation. People forget the Cowboys had the ball with three timeouts and a little over two minutes to take the lead. We had like a 30-something yard completion to Dalton Schultz, followed by an incomplete pass to C.D. Lamb. A sack, an incomplete pass to Zeke, and then a deep incomplete pass on fourth down to Cedric Wilson. At the end of the day, that's what we're paying Dak Prescott for. That's what we're paying Dak Prescott for. You ain't gonna get paid this money. You want to be the face of America's team? You gotta play like it. Damn. Hey. Think of it this way: you might be paying him a lot of money, but at least you're not paying him five hundred million dollars. 
That's what we call a segue in the I'm business. Ah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I liked it, Mason. Oh, damn it. One more thing about this. I'm not a Dak Prescott hater. I'm, you know me. I love Dak Prescott. But that he let, he let me down. And then the Dallas Cowboys down with two, 232 left in the fourth quarter. That's where you make your money. That's where you, you want to be acting like and treated like an elite quarterback in the league. That's where you make your money. And another thing I didn't like was at the end of the game, when players were running off the field, refs were running off the field, fucking trash was being thrown at the refs, apparently. Um, uh, media asked Dak about uh, trash being thrown at the players in the game. He said, it's not cool. Don't do that. And then somebody corrected him, said, oh, actually, they're throwing out the refs. And he responded by saying, credit to them. Boo. I like that. I like that because uh, regardless of the 14 penalties in the game and them being the most penalized team all year, sure, there's been some bad calls. But there's a reason you're the most penalized team all year. Because you fucking commit penalties. Don't do the crime if you can't do the time. And then to say credit to them, like, that's the reason they lost the game. I had to listen to every fucking Cowboys lost this year. Somebody complaining about the refs and how they've been screwed over. Whether it was week one with the fucking Chris Godwin no-call push-off. Or fucking week whatever they lost and something happened. Oh, the Thanksgiving game with all the pass interference calls on Anthony Brown. Got to blame the refs. How about you just be fucking better? <laughs> and I'm tired of this. It's gotten to the point where it's like, this is my life. This is what I have to go through. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, boys. Listen real close. Put the fucking water down, Mason, because you're going to spit this out. <laughs> okay. Water's down. It's all worth it if they win. 26 years of pain and suffering could turn into 36 years. Could turn into 46 years. But when they get that Super Bowl, it'll all be worth it. Oh my goodness! Flash forward. That's why. That's why we watch sports. That's why. That's why the 2004 Red Sox is known as like one of the greatest teams ever because of that 86 year drought. I hope God, hope to God, the Cowboys don't go 86. Yeah, you're you're gonna be like that that old ass one 100 year old woman in the stands at the Cubs game. In the World Series, like this woman has never seen the Cubs win a championship World Series. And that's gonna be you. But that's why we do it for sport because although the heartbreak comes because every team can't win every year, and that's the beauty of it. There's gonna be winners and there's gonna be losers. Some teams are more spoiled than others. You got some poor ass Lions fans who never see nothing. Cleveland Browns fans, you know, with heartbreak comes triumph. And when that triumph does happen. It'll be worth it. Yeah, I mean, at least you have potent- the potential. It's just the, the stars have to align a little bit, but you have every tool necessary. It's just fine-tuning from there. And I would I would rather be a team that has that potential, like the Patriots are about to be for the next 10 years. I'd rather be a team to have that potential and get your hopes up that you might win something and not win something than to be a team like the fucking Lions. Or you know whoever, and just just no pat, chance at just, all. Just just no week one of your season. Oh, this is the team I root for, and we got no fucking shot. Oh, Maybe we'll get three wins this year. Right. That's, <laughs> a, that's least, it. For a couple. They root for they root for good picks at least. Like oh, who are we gonna draft this year? Got top three picks. Yeah, and then <laughs> they find some way to fuck it up. 
And then that pick gets traded yeah. to another powerhouse team. Um, like, yeah. Go ahead, man. So, talk about talk about a guy who's getting paid half a million dollars and sucks. Yeah, so I think we have this has to be a double uh, double sided sort of or a two headed sort of thing here because number one, two headed dildo. Uh, no. Um, uh, that was I'm so stay on brand. Oh yeah, staying on brand. All right, fucking Christ. Yeah, good. That was good. Actually, yeah. Uh, ready to rumble vibrators. Go get some of those. Thank we you. Can't do a sponsor plug. So, um, well, people so, forget so, it's vibrators, not dildos. Yeah. What the? Oh, never mind. Uh, Someone sorry, I got distracted. Our fucking Zoom call. <laughs> all right, hands up. Who's doing this? <laughs> um. Oh, well, so I think the main thing that we should talk about from. Uh, from the Bills Kansas City divisional game, I think in the Real biggest quick. game. They capped off that weekend. That weekend of football is probably one of the best weekends of football I've ever seen. Um, between the ending of the ba- uh, Bengals Titans game, the ending of the um, 49ers Packers, the ending of the Rams Bucks. Rams Bucks, the game that retired Tom Brady. And then, of course, one of the greatest games of all time, the Bills and the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, what, what was it, like three score changes in like the, the past, in like the last two minutes or something? Ridiculous, which, I mean, speaks to how good both Allen's and, Allen and Mahomes are. Um, but obviously the big talking point coming out of that game was the overtime rule. Right. Um Mason, say what you want about – go ahead. Give your take. No, okay. So I go back and forth about this because – and I'm sure – I think judging by the tone of your voice, Glenn, I know what you're going to say. It's, and I think it's going to be, make a fucking stop. That's it. That's all you got to okay. do. Everybody but knows the fucking rule. My thing – I go back and forth because I agree. I say, make a fucking stop, right? Um, And you saw – the opposite thing happened when the Chiefs and Bengals went to overtime. Bengals made a play. They made a stop, and they won. Um, yeah, that's all you got to do. But at the same time, nope. I feel like there's a be- there has to be some sort of better alternative because there I, – I remember reading – I forget. I think it was obviously not counting the Bengals and Chiefs game, but uh, going into – the uh that week into the championship week i think there was 11 so in the playoffs there's or in the regular season there's been since they instituted this rule in what like 2014 or something uh they have had like 50 regular season games and i think it's pretty close to even it's like 50 50. but when you get to the playoffs when it's the better teams obviously playing against one another that statistic goes up to the team that wins the opening coin toss and gets the ball first. Uh, they win like 90% of the time or like 85% of the time or something. It's, it's actually a really high percentage. Um, so I don't have an answer. I'll be honest. I have thought about like, I racked my brain like the following week. Um, and also 
real quick, I think it's so fucking disingenuous, which I'm not surprised. But the fact that the fact that Chiefs fans three years ago, four years ago, when that happened to them with the Patriots winning in Kansas City, were pissing and moaning about the overtime rule, and then it happens to the Bills, and they go, oh, "Sorry, it's the rule." Shut the fuck up. Like, honestly, uh, that annoyed me genuinely. Um, but, but yeah, I don't, I don't really see like the thing is, I don't like it per se, but I don't really see an alternative that doesn't make it gimmicky. If that makes sense, you know what I'm saying. But I mean, I'd like like to just say, um, okay, I enjoy this overtime rule. You have to stop the team who gets the ball first from scoring a touchdown. A touchdown. The old overtime rules, I'll give you that. The sudden death, where all you needed was three points, kind of gimmicky. Because especially now, you you got kickers who can kick from fucking 60 yards away. All you got to do is move the ball 20 yards. You'll be all right. You got to score a touchdown. And here's the thing. There has been numerous games that have ended on the first overtime. And people say, oh, the guy changed the overtime rules. It's not fair. They didn't even get a chance to get on the field. How about you don't fucking go to overtime? How about you be better in regulation for four quarters? When the Patriots... Won the Super Bowl against the Atlanta Falcons, and the MVP of the league didn't touch the ball in overtime. People were outraged. Like, oh, my God. He didn't even have a chance to rebuttal. They were up fucking (laughs) 28-3. to Didn't have a chance to rebuttal. How about you don't fucking take a fumble sack? How about you don't choke on dick for the last (laughs) two minutes of the third quarter and the whole fourth quarter? Then you don't have to fucking worry about a coin flip. And the thing mm-hmm. is, it's a coin flip. It's a 50-50 chance. It's random. You don't know. If it goes the other way and Josh Allen gets a win, Chiefs fans are going to be aggravated. It, it's just random. It, that's how it is. The same thing you bring out of that AFC Championship game with the Chiefs and the Patriots. And Brady gets the ball and Mahomes didn't get a chance. And the Patriots go to the Super Bowl because it don't fucking jump off sides, D. Ford. And you want to seal the game in regulation. The fact you want to bitch about an overtime rule and a coin flip, it, it, it's it's ignorant. Be better in regulation. Be better for four quarters. Don't allow the game to get to that situation. If you don't want to tie, go for two if you score a touchdown with two fucking seconds left instead of kicking the extra point and sending it to overtime. Yeah. There's ways around it. That's just like, okay, I'm not going to leave it up to a coin. Let's, win the, game or, or let's win the game in four quarters. Don't allow Patrick Mahomes to move the ball 40 yards in 13 seconds. <laughs> You know, exactly like, like that, like as good as the the quarterbacks were the most piss poor defense I've ever seen from both teams in that fourth quarter. No, I agree. And obviously it's it's exciting to watch as football fans because you want to see touchdowns. You want to see big plays, but as like, like, like football fit, like fans of like the game and you have like an aspect, like a appreciation for defense and stuff. It's pitiful. Oh yeah. Holy shit. Like I get these quarterbacks are good, but. Defense does win championships, guys. And if you let them come down and get a field goal in 13 seconds, it's on you. It's on you for tying the game. I agree. Um, I don't want to hear anybody on social media. 
complaining about overtime rules. It's a coin flip. They got to come down and score a touchdown. Don't let them into the end zone. Then you get a chance to come back to either match that touch, uh, match that field goal, or score a touchdown yourself and win the fucking game. Bengals did it. I can't be that hard. I agree with both of you. Mason saying that he can't really think of a good way to do it without it being gimmicky. I, I completely agree. People say college. Um, people say college rules. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. Start at the fucking opponent's twenty-five yard line. You're gonna turn a three and a half hour game into a six hour game. It's never gonna fucking end. Yeah, and we're gonna go back to NFL. Should be the the like the be all end all, the leader of it. Not, they shouldn't be going to college rules. College should be adopting NFL stuff. Right. Um, and I agree with you, Glenn. You made a very good point. Go for two. Like, there, there are ways around it. If you don't want to leave it up to a coin, you're already five yards away from the end zone. You just got to get in it on one play to win sure. the game. Just do that. Fucking um, Jim Harbaugh did that like seven times this year. Sometimes it doesn't yeah. work out in your favor. Sometimes it does. I, I like the idea the of just – Yeah, I like the idea of whoever gets that touchdown wins the game. I have no issue with it. It sucks, but it, like you said, it's a 50-50 chance. Could have gone the Bills' way too. Win the game in four quarters. Um, that was probably the best weekend of football ever. Aside from the Chiefs game, Chiefs-Bills, every other game was decided with the last second field goal, which was awesome. And then the Bills-Chiefs game, one of the best games ever. That was a crazy game. Um, and you, even to the end, I, I was really I was really rooting for the Bills, and it was really sad to see the defense in – was it? No, yeah, it was in the fourth quarter with 13 seconds left. Yeah. So to let up that – just let – not even actually before that, um, not even that drive when Tyreek had that breakaway touchdown across the field. Yeah. yeah. Like, you can't let that happen. No. You can't just let, let him in open space just run by five guys into yeah. the end zone. I mean, it's not, yard touchdown it's not a secret. Like, like, it's not like he's, he's a rookie or he played his first game two weeks ago. You know he's the fastest player in the league. Have a fucking game plan. Be better. Yeah, I, I, that one, that one play, not even in the final drive, that one play where he scored. I think it might have tied the game, and then uh, Josh Allen rebuttaled or something like that. That's the they one play. The I'm like, on you can't let that happen. No. And then, and then they let him get however many yards. The first play of over of uh, the 13 second drive. Yep. With He's three like, timeouts, he left him in open space again. We've seen what he can do. It, with one play in open space against the Cowboys, I'm sorry, Glenn. Remember when he scored at the half when they were just protecting the end zone? Yep. They just dumped it off to Tyreek, and he got by everybody because he's that fucking fast. Can't do that. Nope. And a huge completion of Kelsey. That was just so embarrassing by the Bills D. Oh. Uh, and I feel bad for Josh Allen because he played like a freaking hero. He did. And uh, defense let him down. Yep. Um, so I guess we should probably move on to – in relation to the Chiefs, probably the AFC Championship game, because holy fuck, uh, as great as Patrick Mahomes was in, like, the first half against the Bengals and the whole game against the Bills, might have been as bad as I've seen him play in the second half against the Bengals. Um, I don't know how much of that game that you guys watched. Uh, The only thing I watched was overtime. I watched the whole game um, with Megan, and let me tell you, uh, I well, actually, I think I got home kind of a little bit late, or the game had already started. So I started watching like a little bit, like right when they did that play, 
at like the half, right before halftime. Um, you know, and I think from that point on, it was that play got in Mahomes' head really bad. And it was evident because I had never seen him look like that. He looked skittish. He was overthrowing guys. Um, you know, like he just didn't look like himself. And uh, the play that I'm referencing, obviously, is when they threw like a screen pass or whatever behind the line of scrimmage to Tyreek Hill with like five seconds left. Mahomes thought that he had another timeout. Right. So he tried to call timeout when Hill went down at like the two yard line and uh, there was no timeouts left. So they went to the half. They left points up on the board. Obviously, at that point, they were up 27 to 10, I think, or uh, 24 to 10, something like that. That was 24 10. Um, something something so like that. If they had scored a touchdown there, you know, you're going into the fourth quarter up 21 points for all intents all intents and purposes, and they're getting the ball at halftime. So for all intents and purposes, the game's over if you score there. Um, but they didn't, and credit to the Bengals. They clawed their way back into the game, obviously, um, and now they're in the Super Bowl. But, I mean, yeah, just kind of – it was kind of shocking, honestly. Like, number one, first of all, I don't. I think people are – understating how fucking good Joe Burrow was in this game. Like he had like three times where he just shook off Chris Jones, said fuck you and ran for a, a, a big gainer on third down when it was third and long too. Um, you know, and I, he, he played incredibly obviously. And like we said, uh, that play in overtime, obviously uh, the, the pick on Mahomes. Um, just kind of capped off the afternoon for him of playing pretty not great football in the in the second half. Um, so, I mean, are the like are the Chiefs going to be fine going forward? Yes, I'm sure that Patrick Mahomes is going to fall off a cliff. He'll be fine. But uh, so, I, and here's the thing: I was talking to Craig, friend of the pod, fellow Chiefs fan. Um, very disappointing. Uh, he's disappointed as he should be, because you got arguably the best quarterback in the league on your team, and to only score three points in the second half in a game that you controlled pretty much the whole first half, uh, it's embarrassing. And the fact that this was an AFC championship game, a chance to go to the Super Bowl, a chance to add another ring, another Super Bowl appearance to your resume, you would have been in three straight Super Bowls. Um, it's, it sucks. And it's kind of a little bit of a blemish on Pat Mahomes right now. And the fact that you follow up an all-time performance against Buffalo, and even before that, an all-time performance against Pittsburgh in the first round, and to just collapse like that in the second half, um, it's bad. Not good. 13 seconds means nothing now. Yeah, sure, it's an all-time game, all-time playoff game in the archives. But nothing came of it. Mm-hmm. It's not, not going to be on a Super Bowl DVD. You know, it's not, it's not going to be like this was the game that was pivotal. It's not going to be like a tuck rule game. It's not going to be like, you know, fucking, uh, I don't know, another game. Man, another game on the run to, to a Super Bowl championship. Um, and it leaves a sour taste in your mouth knowing that you were, you know, one game away from going back to the Super Bowl. 
And you only had, you know, one more win to get there. He said, they'll be back. I even told him that. I said, good news is for you, at least you got the future looks bright. You got to make some changes on defense. You're not going to be able to pay everybody, this and that. And as long as you got number 15 on the field, you're going to have a chance every year. Mm -hmm. I told him. Problem is, like I said, for the Patriots, for every other team in the AFC, it's going to get tougher. Joe Burrow's established that. Yeah, I don't think he's going anywhere. Josh Allen's going to be hungry even more next year with a fire in him like we've never seen before after going out the way he did. Justin Herbert's on the rise. You still got Lamar Jackson. Uh, you got the Patriots now, too, who are emerging. Doesn't get easier. These This year and last year, the Super Bowl loss, that, that's – victories that were just left on the board victories that you had for the taking and were right there and the guy that you put your investment in half a million dollars a half a billion dollars hasn't come through and then i'm not gonna put you can't put it all on pat because obviously it's a team game defense um didn't do their job in the second half either letting them back into the game but at the end of the day quarterback's the most highlighted position and you got to put the blame where the blame is and that's on the chiefs Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. On the flip side of it, Joe Burrow and the Bengals, now they have to capture this moment because likewise, what I've just been saying, the AFC is getting better. This is the time for the Bengals to come out and steal a fucking Super Bowl. They might not get this chance again. Because like I said, they can really cement themselves. Like Mahomes and Allen is going to be the Brady Manning for the next decade. That should be the AFC championship game every year, the Chiefs and the Bills with those two quarterbacks. I don't think there's two quarterbacks in the AFC that are better than them. I don't think there's two teams in the AFC that are better than them. The Bengals need to capitalize on this opportunity now and win the Super Bowl and get theirs. Etch yourself into the history book and do the damn thing. And Joe Burrow, man, he's a winner. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. This would be huge for them because I keep looking at the Bengals team and say, this could be a legitimate dynasty. I mean, they have Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. That's a very solid wide receiver core. They got Joe Mixon, great running back, Joe Burrow. And by the way, Burrow, Chase, Higgins, Boyd, they're all young. So like they they should have these guys. I mean, aside from like, I don't know, salary cap stuff, which I don't really know much about. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So you took it should be around. You took what I said and went in the complete opposite direction, saying that this team could be a dynasty. I think this is their only shot. I, I don't. Right I, I disagree. I, think, like, this, I disagree with that I think that if as they well. win here, this could be a start of something. At least, like, stomp their foot in the ground and say, it's not just Allen and Mahomes, like Glenn's saying. I think they could honestly make a statement here and say that they're not going anywhere. They could. I think I think use from the talent. So here's the thing. I think they've already established themselves right now, but just by making the Super Bowl on this run, that, okay, now they're a contender in the AFC, and they have that star power and that ability to get there with the future of this offense. you got to win this Super Bowl, though, to be taken seriously. Because like I said, next year, the AFC is not going to get any easier. If they can get back to the AFC championship next year and go back to the Super Bowl, then you're like, all right, wait a minute. Now these guys are – because, yeah. like I said, this could be just a flash in the pan. Bengals win their Super Bowl – we don't see another Bengals Super Bowl for another 25 years. That, that's how it could be, because that's how good the AFC is right now. That's why I'm saying the Bengals need to capitalize on this opportunity 
win the Super Bowl, and then you carry that momentum to get another one, and then that's how you create your dynasty. How about a team like the Packers, though? Like, a lot of times, a lot of years, they are favorites to go at least to the NFC Championship, possibly. Right, but, but, I'm saying, Bowl, but I'm saying the but Bengals never won't be it. that team. The Bengals won't be that team. As long as, as long as the Chiefs are still the Chiefs and the Bills are still the Bills, if the Bengals win the Super Bowl this year, who's still going to be favored in the AFC? Do the, the Chiefs. Chiefs. That's what I'm saying. The Packers are favored I'm, every I'm, year out of the NFC. I'm saying there can there can be a team like the Packers that always has a chance to be in that Super Bowl hunt, even if they don't actually make the Super Bowl year after year. Right, and like, I get that. But but I'm saying to call it to, to like say that they could turn it into a dynasty, they got to win it first. Yeah, no, that's fair. I think both of you are are like right. Like I think you're both making a good point. But my thing is that uh, from the Chiefs' respect, perspective, they're going to have a lot of problems, I think, cap-wise um, coming up. And I don't know. I think the Bengals, they have a very young team. So, like, the next few years, if they draft well, because the biggest thing that I've – I'm obviously not – I haven't watched a lot of Bengals football, but in the football I have watched with the Bengals – Biggest thing that they lack, number one, is an offensive line because Joe Burrow gets fucking killed anytime he uh, faces a pass rush that's worth a damn. And um, I think they need to – they have individual players that are good on defense, but I think their secondary could be a little bit better. Um, As And, yeah, I mean, as you know, obviously just from me casually watching a few Bengals games, as the observations that I've made. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it's almost like record. I think it's almost like those teams like Mahomes, Allen, and I think Burrow is like if he wins a Super Bowl, I think you can put him up there with those three, uh, with those two personally because I think he's gonna be I think he's a stud and he's gonna be a stud going forward. But I I, I agree. I think he's a stud and I think he's gonna be in that top tier of quarterbacks in the AFC. But I I can't put him. I gotta see it for another season. This, yeah, this, yeah, right now, this right now, because as a fantasy owner, I had Joe Burrow all season. And as soon as I got rid of him, that's when he started getting hot. And that's when they made this run in the playoffs. So he <laughs> like, they, like they're just feeding off of the hot run, the hot hand from Joe Burrow, and how the team's just collectively like this is the this is a Cinderella story. Like you got to capitalize on it now because, like I said, they're not they might not get this chance again. Sure, they'll be a playoff team in the future. I don't think the AFC North, I mean, you still got Lamar. Who knows what's going to happen with Pittsburgh? Um, what other teams? Oh, the Browns. I mean, we don't know what's going on with them. They still got Baker, but who, who knows? Anything can change in football. That's why this is the time. They got to capitalize. But I think yeah. Joe Burrow is so – like, he's going to be one of those quarterbacks that I think is good, so good that if you have him on your team, so you are automatically a contender. You know what I'm saying? I got like, like I said, I gotta see it for more than one season before I can make that assessment. But I think I think you saw it in his rookie year. Not obviously not as good as he's playing now, but I think he started to have that that uh, that transcendence. Right, like, like you can tell at the end, but then he got hurt. So right, he's, he's, he's I didn't, don't, didn't he's, know. He's a quarterback you want to have. He's a winner. He's got stones. He's got balls. He, he can be in there and and perform in big types of games. I'm just saying him on that Cincinnati's Bengals team, I just don't think they're the best team. And I don't think do in the think, future they will be the best team. Do you think this is a, their 
like really close or closer to an Eagles situation when they had no business being at the Super Bowl and like they might not ever make it back. They got to capitalize now, or are they right. in a better? Ball? No, no, no. Because I, I think I think they're still young. The Eagles, that was just a, a culmination of everything happening in the right moment. Carson Wentz was playing out of his mind. Coaching staff was doing great. Defense was playing out of their mind. They got the number one seed. The Bengals aren't the number one seed. It's not like they've been the best team from start to finish this whole year. The Eagles were that year. We just didn't believe in them because they were the Eagles. And then you had Nick Foles take over, and they end up winning that Super Bowl. But the Bengals, like Mason's saying, is they have a chance because Joe Burrow is going to be around for a long time. And I didn't believe in Carson Wentz. Yeah. I, I mean, that year he was good. Obviously, he goes down with injury, and look at him now. But Joe Burrow, <laughs> you know, regardless of any injuries that he gets in the future, if that happens, I hope it doesn't, uh, he's here to stay. And, and I get that. I'm just saying – there's better teams in the AFC who are going to be more hungry and with bad taste in their mouths like the Bills and the Chiefs. Like I said, the Ravens too. Lamar missing the second half of the season's big. He can come back strong as well. Justin Herbert, all they need is to figure it out on defense because that kid's a future MVP. Patriots are up and emerging with Mac Jones now too. I mean, it, it's going to get hard. That's why I, I'm not going to compare them to the Eagles because that was just a flash in the pan and that was done. Well, I think I, I think that this the Bengals being here though speaks to something that we talked about earlier in the in the season where like it's kind of wide open in the AFC. Like there's a lot of good teams, but at the same time, there's no one like obviously when the Patriots like when Brady was at his peak, the Patriots were the team to beat week in, week out. They were the force in the AFC. I, I'd I argue also also a Peyton Manning led team would be Yeah, too. yeah. You know, well, yeah, it was it was Brady and Manning. That was it. It was those two, and it was the rest of the AFC that was basically cannon fodder. And it was, you know, you'd have, like, one team. Like, the Texans had a really good year with Matt Schaub. Or uh, the Ravens would occasionally have good years with Joe Flacco. They had quite a few good years with Joe Flacco. Um, you know, like, you'd have, and obviously Pittsburgh with Big Ben. But the... There's not – I don't feel like there's a team in the AFC that emerged this year as like – because every team, we said it, there was like – everyone was like, oh, the Bills, and then they lose to the Jaguars 9-6. to six. So you're like, what the fuck? Then it's like the Titans, but then the Titans would lose to the Texans, and you're – it didn't make any sense. And I think that the Bengals are, are there is representative of what we were talking about of what's been an issue all season that there was never really that that week in week out this team is gonna win every week you know what i mean like there's even the chiefs they had bad losses as well you know what i mean so i don't know whereas like i don't think feel like the pa the patriots would lose to like good teams you know what i mean like they would win the games that they were supposed to win and lose to good teams whereas the the Chiefs or like the Bills or whatever would will play kind of down to their competition if that makes sense. So there team. wasn't ever like a team that really stood above all the others, and the same thing in the NFC too, um, which was kind of refreshing in a way because for the first time I felt like the NFL was like really wide open. Yeah, you didn't yeah. know it was going to win, and you still um, don't. <laughs> no, honestly, I think which I we can you guys want to do Super Bowl prediction now or do we want to no, talk I, about I, I want to talk about the Rams quick in their run. Well, yeah, All we right. could that, was, that would have been a good segue to the NFC side of the thing. Yeah. All right, yeah, let's talk about the Rams. 
obviously the NFC, you have the teams who you thought were going to be there to the end. And I, like, like I said, I don't know if I'm alone in this camp, but I thought the Cowboys were good enough to at least win a playoff game, maybe go to the next round and possibly NFC championship appearance. Obviously, Packers were favored the whole season like they have been and every season that Aaron Rodgers has been quarterback. Tom, Tampa Bay with the Buccaneers, Tom Brady, another team. You look at the Cardinals, they hadn't been there before. They come up short. I didn't really see that as a surprise. Um, I knew the Rams were a good team. Uh, no, None of us had them going to the Super Bowl. But then again, this is what that team was built for. You look at every acquisition they've made over the past year and a half, um, two years actually, signing Aaron Donald to a long-term contract, making him your franchise defensive player, um, trading for Jalen Ramsey, signing Matt Stafford in the offseason. To make the switch from quarterback from Jared Goff to Matt Stafford, um, some people might not see it as a lot because Matt Stafford, I feel like, was kind of submerged in shit in Detroit. I'd say he's a good quarterback. He's not, he's not like an elite quarterback, but in Detroit, he didn't seem that good because his team always sucked and they never won. You know, yeah. not it's not like in spite of Matt Stafford's quarterback play, but he could never, you know, do anything in Detroit. I'd yeah, he's not a quarterback that you win because of, but yeah. you don't he, lose he's, because of him either. Right. But to make that, you know, Jared Goff is a guy they, they drafted second I think he's, so he's above the guys like Tannehill, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, but he's, I, I wouldn't put him on the elite tier. No, I, no, I, I, no. But to make that trade for someone like Matt Stafford, who's on the end of their career, and trading a guy like Jared Goff, a guy that you drafted number two overall just in 2016, he brought you to the Super Bowl once, came up short. You made that – quarterback's the hardest position to fill in the whole NFL. To make that trade and that acquisition, acquisition to get Matt Stafford, that's a statement. You want a veteran-established guy because he's the guy who's going to get you to the promised land with this defense that you have behind Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. Obviously, Cooper Cup emerges as having one of the best seasons in NFL history. A uh, possible MVP candidate, in my eyes. I would give it to him over Aaron Rodgers, just from what he's done statistically and how the Rams have performed because of him. The running backs, Daryl Henderson, Sony Michelle, Cam Akers now, all-around team. Coaching staff, Sean McVay. Although I don't like Sean McVay, he's got him playing the right way. They trade for Vaughn Miller midseason. They get Odell Beckham Jr. They're getting playmakers. Like, they're going all in. They're doing what the Golden State Warriors did to get their guys that are homegrown, your Cooper Cups, you know, your Aaron Donalds, and then you're adding pieces to it, like Kevin Durant, your veteran players, everybody else. They're trying to win now and make that push. They better win now because otherwise, because otherwise, they, they are in they trouble. Have- don't have any first round picks coming up like this is what you do this is now your moment to win the super bowl and anything less than the super bowl is a failure for the Bengals, they're flying by the seat of their pants they're fucking happy to be here did anybody expect the Bengals to be in the super bowl no did anybody expect the rams to be in the super bowl no but not because of the talent on the rams it's just because we thought there were better teams in the nfc i think everybody on the rams expected to be in the super bowl because that's what they prepped this team for Every trade that you made, getting rid of your future and your first-round picks, getting rid of your future quarterback and Jared Goff, and now trading for a guy if Stafford might only have a few years left. Now you're all in. You're pushing the chips to the middle of the fucking pot. 
And now you're being dealt your hand in the Super Bowl. What are you going to draw? You're going to come away with the Super Bowl victory? Because if you win this game on Sunday, it's all worth it. You're giving up those first-round picks or whatever. You're spending this amount of money on this. All worth it if you win the Super Bowl this Sunday. Um, their run to beat the Cardinals, to beat Tampa Bay, and Tom Brady, after almost fumbling it to Tampa Bay and Tom Brady, impressive drive to come back, Matt Stafford. That's why you got Matt Stafford. It's to do what he did in that final moment to Cooper Cup and to get that game-winning field goal against Tampa Bay. And then in the NFC Championship against the division rival at home, you come over the victory, and now you're going to the Super Bowl in your home stadium. Rams have to win this game. Because then if they don't, how do you go on from here? You could argue they'd be the favorites in the NFC next year, especially because we don't know what happens to Aaron Rodgers. You can't trust the Cowboys to perform in the postseason. Tom Brady is out of uh, Tampa Bay. What other NFC teams are there? Not really any. <laughs> the Cardinals. The 49ers I mean, with Trey well, Lance. So here's the weird thing about the Cardinals. I was going to save this until after, but I don't know if you guys heard this. Apparently, today, Kyler Murray, like, unfollowed all of his teammates and blocked the Cardinals on Instagram. Yeah. So, what's I don't know doing? what the hell that means. But What's he going to be mad about? I don't know. Personally, I think Cliff Kingsbury is a fucking boob. What, That's just it? me. But what's Kyler Murray going to be mad about for his team for? Unless he's going to play baseball, I don't know. I fucking should have. A lot less dangerous. Except there's a lockout now, so maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. We're in the day of a day and age where someone needs to be blamed. Just ask Craig. Yeah. Someone has to be blamed. It's never your fault, and. That's maybe what Kyle was doing. He's like, we lost. It's got to be someone's fault. I don't know. I, I just – I saw a tidbit of that too, Mason. I didn't look into it at all. I have no idea what's going on. If someone said something to him, if he said something, if he said something to someone, I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's been purely speculative from what I understand. People have just been pointing out that it happened. Um, but I think we're talking about the Rams, it. not I think, the Cardinals. I think it's just doing it for attention. Right. Uh, about me. I mean, Glenn, I think you perfectly encapsulated how I feel about the Rams as well. It's like one of those things where, like, you know, you are selling out to make sure you like you are insuring your future because you want to win right now. Um, and, you know, credit to them, obviously, uh, they have to pull it off because, you know, once those veterans start to get older and, uh, obviously your wide receivers are going to have to come up for contract and, you know, it's just, they're going to have a lot of problems, uh, team wise. And obviously they're just going to get old really fast because they don't have an influx of first round talent, uh, coming in for probably like the next three or four years. So they're in trouble if they don't win the Super Bowl this year, uh, this year or next year, I think that's kind of it. And I think, from uh, my perspective, uh, like Bill Belichick won GM of the year this year, which I disagree with because you know, you know I why? Because of Mac Jones. No, because he made all those free agent acquisitions. Yeah, but I could have made those free agent acquisitions. Robert Kraft says, "Here, go sign all these people." 
spend the most money in the NFL. Oh, okay, Robert, I can do that. You have fun going getting a massage in, in Jupiter, Florida. But acquisitions um, acquisitions led to a playoff appearance. That I don't think most people thought the Patriots would get to. No, there, uh, there was a point in the season they were the number one seed. I mean, yeah, but for me, I think the Rams. I would have I would have given it. I don't know who the GM is in Los Angeles. Personally, I would have given it to him because I think you know to go like you said to go from Jared Goff. Who got you to a Super Bowl? They had uh, the playoffs last year. I yeah, something like they weren't a playoff team before this. Excuse me. Um, for him to get you to the Super Bowl and also, you know, be a perennial playoff contender with him, um, I just, you know, to go out and get Matt Stafford and then also sign Odell Beckham Jr. and then also get Von Miller. You know, I I think that pound for pound. And even I don't like Sony Michelle. That is well documented, but he has played well for them. Yeah. I think they every single move that they made was good. I mean, even if you look at the Patriots, obviously, uh, for the first half of the season, for the first twelve games, even Matt Judon was uh, looking like he was going to be Defensive Player of the Year in the AFC, and then he completely fell off a cliff. Um, Johnu Smith. Absolute bust. Uh, Devon Godchow on the defensive line. Absolute bust. And then Hunter Henry. Hunter. I think Hunter Henry was good. I he think was. he was pretty good. Um, Nelson Aguilar. Absolute bust. Kendrick Bourne. Bourne. Very good. But I think ultimately the Mac the, Jones. Uh, oh man, Mac Jones. But I mean, the losses ultimately outweigh the wins. I think for. Uh, Belichick, the GM, but that's not to say that he had a bad year because I think, you know, we had talked, I've talked about it before where I, his, you know, drafting and his GM stuff, the past few years has been very questionable. Well, you, so, well but here's the thing too. And, and you talk about the Rams GM not getting it. Let's not act like the salary cap isn't going to be through the roof or, you know, it might not be with, you know, the players that they got, like, oh, I don't know what Odell signed for, uh, but th- they don't have a future. So, I mean, any guy can trade his future away to get good players to establish now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Bill, Bill actually did it in a way to where you're rebuilding, but you still got a future. Bill's got his picks, and Bill's got future picks. Yeah, I guess so. They were just a playoff team. Rams, it's easy to go all in. If Dave Dombrowski <laughs> can do it in baseball, why can't the Rams do it right now in football? <laughs> That's right? a good point. That's what I'm saying. So, um, I, I, I give credit to Bill for that. Um, you gave yourself a chance to compete this year. You just – as a coach, you didn't in, in the game against the Bills. Super Bowl, Rams, Bengals. It's a game that the Rams need to win. And it's a game that the Bengals. I mean, look, I think personally, they're kind of just playing with house money at this point. No well, one like expected said, the Bengals to be here. So all right, all right, let me let me let me let me put this a done way. It's a game that the Bengals need to win. It's a game that the Rams have to win. The Bengals need to win this because, like I said, I don't think it's going to be tough to get back here coming out of the AFC. For the Rams, they have to win because you put this investment into this season. You have to be victorious. Anything less than winning the Super Bowl is an absolute failure because now you you just you just threw away your future. Mm-hmm. Or it's all worth it. 
Like I was saying before, as a Cowboys fan, it'll all be worth it once they finally win. It'll all be worth it for the Rams when they get the Super Bowl victory. But if you're the Bengals, this is the one you need because you got to win this. You This all can't be for nothing. This run that you're on in the playoffs can't all be for nothing because it's going to be that much harder to get back to it. And Joe Burrow could be that quarterback when we look at his career a decade from now saying, oh, he's a great regular season quarterback. You know, he's top tier. But man, if only he could have won that Super Bowl. He never got a Super Bowl. That's that's the way it could be. So he's got to yeah. win this. Um. All right. So I think I don't even have to say this, but obviously I'm rooting for the Bengals. Okay. Uh, who are you guys rooting for? Bengals all day. I'm rooting for the Bengals too. I'm for but the Bengals. but I'm a I'm a Matt Stafford fan. I was never a Lions fan, but I was always a Matt Stafford fan, and. Mm-hmm. If they won, I'd be very happy for them. So it's kind of a win-win for me. But if I had to pick, it'd be the Bengals because that'd be really cool. Yeah, I want the Bengals to win just because, like I said, this is they they deserve it. This is their time. Um, nobody thought they'd be here. The Rams are going all in, so they have to win. Um, I like players on the Rams. I love Matt Stafford. I love Cooper Cup. I love Aaron Donald. I love Odell, and I feel like Odell deserves one too. I just can't fucking stand Sean McVay. So I'm rooting for the Bengals. I'm not going to be mad if the Rams win, though. I would have been mad mad if the 49ers made it and the 49ers won. Oh, I would have been so pissed, bro. Fucking Jesus Christ. Watching that team play, besides Debo, is like watching paint dry. Um, Who we got? Yeah, I... Who's winning it? Like, uh, we got who we want to win, but who's winning the actual game? So, look, on paper, I find it actually – like, I want the Bengals to win, but I find it tough to pick against the Rams because, like I we talked about earlier, I think the Bengals kind of are weak where the Rams can exploit them, specifically in the pass rush uh, because I don't really know what the, Ram- what the Bengals can do considering their – uh, their offensive line, even if they double Aaron Donald, then you have Vaughn Miller to eat your quarterback's lunch in the backfield. So it's kind of a lose-lose situation there. But I also saw a stat on Twitter that apparently the Rams are statistically, I think, or like during the season, were like one of the worst teams defending the pass in the middle. So obviously – if they can use their tight end and Tyler Boyd and T Higgins in the middle, uh, you know, Jamar chase might be taken away on the outside, but yeah, I think, uh, I guess I have to pick the Rams, but I got to pick the Rams too. I want the Bengals so bad. I'll tell you what, the Rams are just so balanced. The Rams, the Rams are balanced. The Rams might be the favorites on paper. But you got to look at intangibles. The hard Joe, Joe Burrow has that intangible. He's going to be a guy who, against all odds, will come out and be victorious and win the Super Bowl. And it's going to suck for Matt Stafford because now Matt Stafford's going to be known as that guy, a great quarterback, not able to get a Super Bowl. Even though he might deserve one, he's going to be that guy. Joe Burrow. Philip Rivers or something. Joe Burrow is a winner. 
Matt Stafford, as much as I like him, is a loser. That's just Damn. how it is. That's just how it is. He's not and, wrong. Until, until he proves me otherwise, like I said, if this is a signature Matt Stafford game and he goes off, and Cooper Cup goes off, and Odell goes off, and there, this could be a game where the Rams blow him out by like twenty points, and the game's over at like by the end of the third quarter. And then every yeah. you know Stafford's got his baseball cap on, he's all smiling, everyone's feeling good for <laughs> Stafford. Or this could be a game where it comes down to the last drive, and Joe Burrow has a signature moment in the Super Bowl. And he's going to be a guy who wins a national championship, gets drafted number one overall. And then the following year after that number one season, uh, the rookie season, he's now a Super Bowl champion. And that is when you put notice on the league. That is when you take the Bengals seriously, because now they've proven they can get here. They've proven they can win. And they prove they have a quarterback to do it. The Bengals lose this game. I'm sorry, but if I'm the Chiefs or the Bills, I'm not going to be that, that afraid of them. They yeah. lose this game. If they win this game, they say, "Oh shit! All right, these guys are Super Bowl champions. We we gotta we gotta step it up because they proved that they can be here before and they can do it again." But if they lose this game, it could be a flash in the pan for the Bengals. I will say this: uh, I think I'm gonna go to the casino and put money on the Bengals. Dude, I... the Rams are giving four and a half. Yeah, if, I if know. The Bengals, if the Bengals can keep it tight, which I think they can. Listen, they just went into Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs. Yeah, and let's be honest. I don't care that the Rams – did you see? Apparently, they had, like, a rally for the Rams, and they could oh, barely fill like – five people there? Dude, they could barely fill – it was at, like, a high school. They could barely fill up the bleachers, dude, at LA a high fans, school. Yo, LA fans are so fake. Bro, like, I'm sorry. Like, they're – it's, they're not going to have, like, a home field advantage. You know what I mean? Like, like being there. So, I, like, the like the Bucks last year definitely had a home field advantage. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, playing in Tampa Bay. They're not going to have a home field advantage playing in the Los Angeles. I'm sorry. I'm sorry they're not. Um, yeah, I just, I just think I, I want the Bengals to win so bad, man. I feel like. Joe Burrow just he like you say just has he just has that it factor you know what I mean like obviously guys want to get up play for that guy and I feel bad because I like you said I feel like Matt Stafford has been victim of the absolute shit stain organization that is the Detroit Lions for his whole career because obviously look at him now one year out of that shithole and he's in the Super Bowl. And I mean, that's not to say that like, obviously the Rams have a much better team than the Lions ever had while he was there, right? Except maybe the years that he had Calvin Johnson, but even then that's a stretch, you know? So like, it's just, I feel bad. I feel for the guy, you know what I mean? I feel for him. I, Cause I don't, I don't hate Matt Stafford. Oh, I like Stafford. He's I a like gamer, him. he's tough as nails. Like I said, He's just been known, like, his whole career. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if Matt Stafford doesn't show up and he doesn't throw a touchdown. He's got multiple turnovers, and we're like, damn, that sucks. But yeah. also, what, I will, also wouldn't surprise me if he balls out. Goes to 350, four touchdowns, no turnovers, win Super Bowl MVP. What a career. Like, like, like a career to get this far with Detroit. You bled. 
You know, you, you gave your sweat, blood, and uh, tears for the city of Detroit. Obviously, no matter what, you couldn't get them to that place, and that sucks. But you could have went elsewhere earlier in career when you were in your prime. Now, towards the end of the career, you deserve this. You deserve a chance to be in these meaningful games and to be on the biggest stage of them all. Now, let's see what you can do, Matt Stafford. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, so those are our Super Bowl picks. Uh, do you guys want to – I just want to talk about one more thing. I think we're getting close, obviously, to kind of like wrapping up. I want to talk uh, about a big thing that happened, actually. Um, what? Brian Forrest? What? Oh, you want, you want to talk about that? No, I was going to talk about Brady. Um, I was going to talk about Brady, too. Oh, yeah, that's why I was – okay. Well, I mean, real quick, since I dropped it. You're saying uh, fuck Brian Forrest? <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not what I said. Uh, fuck the Miami Dolphins. Crazy. Fucking die. And fuck the rest of the league. How about uh, Bill? I mean, How about Bill being all dumb in his text messages? What a fucking dumbass, bro. I mean, honestly, though, it kind of worked out because then, obviously, Flores knew. Like, hey, I, you, think, you think Bill knew like what he was doing? You think he just sabotaged the Dolphins? Oh, he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. People yeah, are acting like I heard people calling the 985 the sports uncle. <laughs> Yeah, Bill knew what he was doing. He was trying to sabotage the Giants because the Giants have had beef with him ever since he left. Shut the fuck up. Bill has fat finger syndrome, just like the rest of us. One time, I went to text Megan on my way, babe, and I texted my boss on my way, babe, and he said, A-O, with a thinking emoji. So, it happens, man. It happens. Okay, he thought it was the wrong. He thought it was Brian Dayball, and it was Brian yeah, Flores. So Bill wanted revenge for the two Super Bowls that they yeah. blew against the Giants. He got, so him, he got him. He got <laughs> So stupid, bro. Um, no, but I mean, just real quick on that. I think anyone who doesn't think that like a lot of teams just fucking have sham interviews with minority candidates, I have to. Uh, like to check the box off that they did it is fucking stupid. And obviously there is an issue with race NFL when it comes to managerial positions. I don't think there's any black GMs. There's no black owners. I think it kind of speaks. Whoa, what did I just walk in on? Uh, oh yeah. Suzak left the call for a second. We're talking about the Brian Flores thing um, real oh. quick. And then we're going to talk about Brady, but yeah, I think that like, obviously, and I think it's bullshit. Because he got screwed out of a job and blacklisted because he wanted to do the right thing and not tank. And, you know, ultimately, I'm a little bit biased because Brian Flores obviously was the defensive coordinator for the Patriots for two years, I think. Um, And he was good. And I honestly thought he was a good coach for the Dolphins. And the fact that they let him go because of that is bullshit. Um, Because ultimately, he was a good coach with that team. And now... Because of this lawsuit that he's filing against the league, he's probably going to be blacklisted, basically, from ever getting a job again, which sucks. And, you know, he's like in his statement for the lawsuit, he said that, that like, hey, I know I'm putting my job security at risk here, like going down the road, but it's something that he believes in, he had to do, you know? With this now, he can be a trailblazer, you know, opening the door for, you know, injustice in the coaching hiring system. And it's a big part of it. And I applaud him for doing it. But, um, and, and Brian, go back to Brian Flores. You said, you know, thing is, he, he's an up and coming coach. I, I think he has good tendencies, but let's not act like, you know, he's like a great coach. Like they went, Miami Dolphins went what? 
eight and eight this year or nine and eight, whatever. No, they're, 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 uh, nine is uh, nine. Yeah, nine and eight. Yeah, they're the first team to ever lose seven straight and then win seven straight or something like that. So the, the problem is he's the best coach that Miami's had in years. Like way better than Adam Gase, this and that. And to fire him after the second half of the season kind of really didn't make sense. Um, the whole hiring interview things. I mean, it's it, it sucks, and that's what's out there. And I'm I'm glad. Hopefully, it gets exposed. Ultimately, I think the NFL will just lawyer up, and then nothing will come of it. That's gonna happen. And then maybe Brian Flores, you know, wastes his time, and it sucks. But the fact that he's making the effort for it, I respect it. I applaud him, and I'm rooting for him. Because uh, the NFL mm-hmm. definitely has a problem with that, among other things in the whole football league. Hearing this stuff now about the flake gate and stuff that would have exonerated the Patriots as well. Um, whatever. It, it's just the NFL's in its own world with its own judge, jury, executioner. Goodell's a fucking yeah, for sure. horrible commish. You just got to – at the end of the day, it's as fans, it's for our entertainment. You know, the, the players, the owners, whatever, they don't give a fuck about us. It's, it's a business. That's how it works. And they're going to do whatever's best for their business as they move forward. Susan? Right. Um, yeah, the Flores situation, I honestly, I haven't, I didn't really dive too deep because I feel like it's a little bit of like a, I just don't want to get wrapped up in a he said, she said thing. Like, I remember seeing that text from Bill. Belichick and Glenn you pointed it out like he's like texting like he's a little high school girl with exclamation points and all this like that is not (laughs) Bill is it Bill I don't know I was like I like like, like, no way Bill uses that many exclamation no dude look listen like I don't know old people that happened like this is my take old people text fucking weird man Dude, it doesn't make when, any sense. When has Bill ever sounded excited in his fucking life? Why would he just have all this emotion during texts? I'm, Dude, I'm just double saying, I'm, no, 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 no. You don't understand. I'm just saying that old people don't understand how texting works. I get that. Like, do you understand? Like, when the fuck do you use ellipses in text? Never. Do you know how many old people I know that put dot 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 at the end of fucking oh, yeah. everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, bro, why are you building this suspense with me? Why Anyone just tell me what you want? Just tell me what you want, dog. My but, grandfather, you know my grandfather always sends me the sunglass emoji after everything he says. Like he'll send me a text <laughs> about something random. He'll be like, you just <laughs> the game, sunglass and smiley emoji. I'm like, yeah, cool. Yeah, that is pretty <laughs> I, cool. Thanks. I, I, I did see the game. <laughs> Uh, but it's so funny. Yeah, how you said it. And then the fact that it's Bill Belichick, that the text that leaked out about it is, is hilarious. And Mason was saying, Susie, you missed it. I, I asked him, I was like, you think Bill knew what he was doing when he sent that text and just to sabotage, you know, the other teams? And Mason was saying that people called in the sports hall thinking that too. Yeah, I was listening to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like People, someone called into Felger Mass. Leaking that text. Someone called like, into Felger Mass and was like, "Yeah, I think Belichick intentionally leaked that to to Brian Flores because he wanted to get back at him because obviously they've had problems ever since he left the Giants organization back in the day." Felger Mass was like, "Shut the fuck up, you Bill's, idiot!" Bills had this elaborate plan for twenty five plus fucking like, years. Shut up, dude. <laughs> God, man, people think that he's playing like fucking 4D chess, dog. He's an old he was, man who can't he was, text. He's like, marking that day on his calendar. Yeah. 
<laughs> it was like, okay, they told ago. Yeah, because also the fucking Giants were like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna hire Brian Dayball. Don't tell anybody. Okay, yeah, Bill, don't tell right. anyone. And Bill was like, that was my chance. Yeah, I said, oh, this is fuck up, bro. So stupid. Oh man. Yeah, Bill, Bill, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick coached up Joe Judge, so he'd go there, get fired in his first year. Yeah, they gonna... interview Brian Flores and Brian Dayball. He knew that Brian Flores was gonna get fired for not wanting to tamper. Yeah. Come on. It's a, it's a perfect plan, honestly. Yeah. Man. People talk about Bill being a mastermind, but man, this just blows everything out of the water right here. Like, shut the fuck up, dude. Um, so, anyways, Tom Brady retired. Yeah. Makes me sad. Sad. I'm not going to lie. Uh, NFL is going to be a lot different without him. It feels like we lost a member, like somebody died. Yeah, it doesn't feel real almost. It's like, whoa, wait, really? It's going to be one of those things. It's going to be one of those things that doesn't set in until like the season actually starts. Like, I think, Glenn, you probably felt it, and I felt it when Ortiz retired for the Red Sox, where like he retired. He was like, oh, I'm retiring. And then you're like, oh, wow, he's gone. But then it didn't really set in until the season started. Yeah. And you're like, and you're like, shit, bro. (laughs) Um, Real quick, I just want to get this out of the way because I feel like you're probably going to ask me this, Glenn, about how I felt (laughs) about the Patriots not being not being mentioned. Tom Brady retired on an Instagram post that he also posted on his Twitter. Nine pages of him thanking people, thanking, you know, fucking what's his agent? Um, Uh, Donnie. And no, the other guy. um, You're talking about his trainer, Alex Guerrero? yeah. Yeah, Alex Guerrero. Fucking Tampa Bay organization, Coach Bruce Aarons, my teammates, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay. Nine pages of him thanking people, his family, wife, retirement. Not one fucking mention. Not one mention of Bill Belichick. No, not even a hint. Robert Kraft, any former Patriots teammates, any New England fans, Pats Nation, nothing. Nothing. And then I saw that as soon as I was reading through that, I had to, I, like I got to the end of the scrolling thing. I was like, "There's got to be more." Can't be, this can't be it. There's no way he just <laughs> he just thanked everybody in Tampa Bay who he spent fucking two years with. Yeah, he's gonna fly up to New England and sign a one day contract and retire Patriot. <laughs> oh. When I saw that post, the first thing I did was just. I, I was trying to like refresh my Twitter timeline like so fast just to see yeah, what people do. I was like, I, I do understand. I was like, fuck, now I know what they're going to talk about in the sports hub all day today. The sports hub was like, oh, we spice out yeah, behind that tree just licking their lips. When they yeah, literally, yeah, Phil Grimmaz was like, <laughs> fucking. Oh, yeah, I felt that was pretty disrespectful to me. I was like, I, on, all right. Man. All right. So, Susan, so go, ahead, go ahead first. And I want Mason to say what this does. Okay, okay. <laughs> go ahead, Susan. I think um, after he knows, like, it's clear as day what he's done for Patriots fans and now Patriots fans have loved him for as long as he's been here. I think, and that's, that's where he started. That's where his, most of his career was. That's where some of his biggest moments, most of his biggest moments were. And uh, not even one mention. Eventually, he freaking retweeted Robert Kraft's thing and said, "Oh, love you all, Patriots Nation." <laughs> On with like a fucking a little tweet that he probably did in five seconds. <laughs> that was it. Um, 
yeah, it, it rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. At the end of the day, I, he can do whatever he wants. I'm not really going to care, but I, it was a little shocking. Uh, but I, I, again, he can do whatever he wants. He's done enough for us. <laughs> so uh, have a happy retirement and let's go, Patriots. We are all Patriots. No. We are all uh, Patriots. I, that's the Except thing. Tom. I thought we were all Patriots, and then Tom hit. That's that what Robert Kraft said when he when he looked up from his phone and a single tear rolled down his face. I thought we were all Patriots, Tom. No, that's, just, uh, that's gonna be his last <laughs> breath. He's gonna say that we're all Patriots. Tell <laughs> my family we're all Patriots. We know Robert. Beep. No, it's so, around his tombstone, Robert Kraft. <laughs> yep. It's gotta be right. I mean, that's the perfect. Has to be. Um. So yeah, my my take on it is like, like you, Glenn. I did the same thing. I was reading it, and I'm reading it, and I read like the first like four like word for word, and then I started skimming it, just looking for like anything to do with the Patriots, and I got to the end, and I was like, huh, that's weird. And then I thought about it and I was like, interesting. That's kind of weird. And then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, who fucking cares? Who fucking cares? I do not care. As far as I'm concerned, Tom Brady brought New England six Super Bowls. He could come up to me and slap me in the fucking face and I'd probably say thank you. I don't give a fuck. He's still going to get inducted into the Patriots Hall of Fame. He's still going to retire as a Patriot into the Hall of Fame. Who fucking cares? This all goes back to his pissing contest that he has with Bill Belichick. And obviously, I'm sure Brady in like his mind, he doesn't give a fuck about the fans. Let's be honest. Tom Brady is like his own fucking entity. Like, you know, he's like in that upper echelon bullshit. Man caught fucking charges $60 for pistachios. Really think he cares about the common man? No, he doesn't give a shit, okay? But I think Tom Brady has always carried himself with dignity throughout his career. And, you know, he's never really been the guy to take a statement or uh, make a statement, take a stance. But obviously this is something that he did when he didn't mention the Patriots. And I think really... It just goes back to the fact that ultimately, I think if he wanted to, he he would have mentioned the fans if he could have, but he didn't want to mention Belichick specifically. And if he mentions Robert Kraft and he mentions the fans, but he doesn't mention Belichick, then you are clearly making a pointed statement that you have beef with Bill Belichick because ultimately Regardless of all the narratives, and I agree with them that, you know, there was obvious problems behind the scenes between Belichick and Brady. It's never been public. You know what I mean? And putting that and omitting Belichick from there admits that it's public. And the, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, that's that's my, my my opinion. I think that ultimately he would have he would have. Uh, you know, thanked the fans and the crafts. Because I think ultimately the only people that really have a leg to stand on to be mad is is the crafts. Because I, I we joke around about about um you know Robert Kraft, but he went to bat for, for Brady when Belichick clearly wanted to move on to Garoppolo. Um you know he's 
was the one that kind of bridged the gap between them. And he said multiple times, he considers Brady to be like a part of his extended family. Like he considers Brady to be another son to him. So I understand why Robert Kraft and uh, Jonathan Kraft would be understandably upset. But as far as everyone else goes, get your fucking entitled asses out of here. Like, it just, it's so annoying to me, bro. Like, it just is, it's, I think, frankly, I think it's exactly look for me. No, 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 because you're not like Patriots fans. I heard calling into the radio being like, I can't believe Tom Brady didn't mention being by name and my grandfather and everyone else who rooted for him in a fucking alphabetized list on his Instagram. Like, dude, shut the fuck up. Okay, just shut up. The dude brought you six championships. You became one of the winning winningest franchises in the NFL. You had a 20-year dynasty. I have nothing respect but respect for Brady and everything that he did in the game. And honestly, anyone who is offended by not mentioning the Patriots and Patriots fans and blah, 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 shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. And that goes to a bigger problem, honestly, that I have in sports. It really annoys me when – uh, like right after, like, I think you guys know this, like right after someone wins a championship and they're all like celebrating on like the court or the ice or the field and the re- silent reporter runs up and goes, what does this mean for the fans back home? I'd be like, I don't give a fuck about the fans. I did this. Fuck you. Um, Sorry. My spiel is over. So bottom no, line, but- if you're mad at Tom Brady, go fuck yourself. Again. It, it's it's to the point where it's just laughable, man. Uh, Boston fans, New England fans in general, they just make me laugh. Like, like it's comedic. That when I was scrolling through my timeline on Twitter, seeing how many Patriots fans were mad at Tom Brady for not mentioning them or Patriots Nation or anybody in his Instagram post announcing his retirement, like, come on. Come on. Uh, I'm I'm 27 years old. I, I you got to tell some people to start growing up. You got to grow up just a little bit. Tom Brady, okay, doesn't owe you a fucking thing. Thank you, thank you. Tom Brady, it, even if Tom Brady could have released a statement tomorrow, to where he could say that he hated his whole time in New England 20 years. And you just be like, wow. Like, okay, I accept that. But thank you. I say, wow. Thanks for the championships, though. Yeah, like, 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 (laughs) I don't understand this, this, like, thing where you need his acceptance and approval. Like, he he already did. Like, he doesn't owe you anything. Yeah, also, like, like, the, the, you cheering at Gillette Stadium, like, made him better. He's done. He's done. Everything that he's accomplished in his career. He's done more than anybody who's ever played the game of football. He has more Super Bowl victories than any franchise in football. Multiple MVPs. You know, holds multiple records in football. Um, he, he didn't – if there were fans or no fans, he probably still would accomplish that. If um, – I, I, I get what you said, Mason, about the Bob Kraft thing because, like you said, Kraft's a very important part on him. You know, they took a chance on Tom Brady. Even Coach Belichick should have thing because Belichick took, 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 yeah, 
Belichick took a chance on Tom Brady too when he benched Bledsoe. You know, he never gets that chance. He's not Tom Brady. He never drafts him. He's not Tom Brady. And that's just that's just how it works. Um, but to you know to be mad at a guy not in, like including you in an Instagram post saying he's retired, like you said, Macy, he's still going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's still probably going to be in the Patriots Hall of Fame. They might retire his number. They should. They should. And in, in, in New England, they, they they might fucking. I wouldn't even be surprised if they league wide retired a number. I don't think they've done that in football. But it's it's a thing where he doesn't owe you anything, and it, it comes back to the point when Brady left New England. I said the same thing. Like, if he wants to go do that with his career, you should be supporting him. Move on. And just be like, okay, that's Tom's decision. That's fine. I still like Tom Brady because of what he's done for us in the past. I'm not going to be one of those people who say, ah, fuck you, Tom Brady, for leaving us. And fuck Gronk, too, for being that he was retired. Like, same thing with Gronk. He helped to get three Super Bowls, too. Like, that, people take this for granted, especially New England fans. Like, this won't ever happen again. Oh, no. Zero percent chance. It's not going to be a, a quarterback who wins six Super Bowls with your franchise and gives you a chance – each and every single year out of a 20-year span to compete at a high level. Yeah, like realistically, Brady could have had like 10 They went to Super 10 Bowls. Super Bowls. So, and there was, there was years where they were plays away from going to the Super Bowl again. Like the year that, that the Colts won in 06. If, that, they, if they got to the Super Bowl, they would have played the Bears. The Bears were not good. They would have fucking destroyed them. So, I... Oh my god, I'm, I'm glad that we're on the same page, Glenn, because yeah. it's just well, it's it's like I'm I'm seeing oh. it from an outside perspective. Like you're spoiled as fuck. If you if you think this guy owes you uh, an Instagram mention, he doesn't. He could thank whoever he didn't even have all the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Instagram. He just went there. He's gonna thank the Bucks fans for being nice because he didn't give that send-off. I think when he retired from well, not retired, but when he left New England, he gave Patriots fans that send-off. He never, you know, he wrote he did a write-up about his time in um New England, thank you, Coach Belichick, Robert Kraft, and now it's time for the next chapter in his career. And now he's concluding that chapter with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's retiring. And I just heard today uh, that he was asked about coming out of retirement. He said, there's always possibilities. He says, I don't know if I'll feel the same way in six months. There could be a chance that he's back. I don't think it'll happen, but there could be a chance that he's back. Yeah, I, I don't mean, think so either. The thing is, he's, he's one of the greatest players to ever play the game. If not the greatest, arguably. Um, and he doesn't the best. Know, I mean, definitely the most accomplished. Um, so, I, I mean, at the end of the day, people get mad on Twitter. People get mad at anything on Twitter. Um, That's true. Even the Cowboys' Twitter is a cesspool. I've never seen a team hate their quarterback more than like, – like, I've never seen a fan base hate their quarterback more than the Cowboys' fan base. I've never seen the Dak Prescott hate from own Cowboys fans and like, like Tony Romo worship and this and that. Like I, I've just never seen it on any other website besides twitter.com. It astonishes me. And then I got, I got to listen to Patriots fans, bitch and complain about Tom Brady, not mentioning it. It's like, dude, shut up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you, you just had the best 20 year span in any, any sport. I mean, besides the Yankees, but their championships don't count because they're in black and white. Um, <laughs> It, it, it won't be duplicated. What you're going to do is you're going to remember Tom Brady for the good times that he brought you, the memories that he had, and just be appreciative of that. Tom Brady could literally – he could be the worst person in the world, 
But if you're a football fan and you're a Patriots fan, you're going to appreciate what he did for us. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is like, obviously, he wasn't playing for the Patriots anymore. But, um, you know, I remember <laughs> it was actually funny. I was sitting on the couch uh, in my apartment and I remember like scrolling through Twitter and I saw the announcement like that Adam Schefter reported that Brady was going to retire. And, you know, we had heard rumblings about it after the game, and I didn't think it was true because, I mean, there's been like a will he, won't he sort of narrative going for the past few years. And Megan came out of the bathroom and she saw that I was like visibly upset. And she was like, are you okay? And I was like, I'm fine. Tom Brady just retired. And she was like, are you okay? And I was like, no. (laughs) Like, it's it's crazy to think because – like, I, I don't know. It's just like, since I have become a fan of football, He's been and I mean, Tom Brady was playing even before, like before I was like an actual, like, you know, dedicated Patriots fan. Like, it's just, he's been there every single mm-hmm. Sunday. He hasn't missed a game really besides the the season that he tore his ACL. So it's just, it's, and I mean, Just like, wait till Bill retires. And I have so many, you know, like I have so many good memories watching games that have him with, you know, with you guys and you know my family, and obviously, and it's well, just, it's think about it. He's the last one of that, like the quarterback, especially with Ben retiring too. The ESPN put up a graphic like it's the end of an era. Yeah, all, all the really quarterbacks is. that were quarterbacking when we were kids growing up, who've had long Hall of Fame careers, they're gone. Brady and Roethlisberger are the last generation. You know, we're yeah. not, it, it's crazy. Uh, means we're getting old. It means you're getting old, man. <laughs> means I'm really old. Yeah. And um, it, it's just we're on to that next era of football and the next generation of quarterbacks. And um, it sucks because now it's like, like as a 27-year-old male, like I, I think for me, I try not to like, I don't like getting jerseys of players that could be like younger than me. Cause I'm like, that's kind of weird. Like, <laughs> like, like there could be a stud on the team. Like somebody like, like, a, like a Raphael Devers is younger than me. I, I get a jersey of him maybe, but like to buy an actual physical jersey and wear that on my bag, I'm like, this dude could be like my younger brother. <laughs> like, like that's like, weird. Tom Brady was like yeah. the last guy that we could all like support upon rep his jersey. Cause he's that role model. He's like, technically could be our fathers. Because he's he's been there for so long, he was there when we were growing up for kids. Same thing, other guys that came before us. Um, now we don't have that. We don't no, have. It's... That. There's nothing like. Now it's why aren't we in the NFL? We're 27. <laughs> we could do with this, you know. But it's it's just crazy to think about because he's always been there. He's been the constant in, in the NFL, and the NFL is losing uh, a great player. That's why I said it felt like somebody died when he retired because yeah. it's just it's not going to be the same. Well, because I mean, you just think of the influence that he's had on the NFL as a whole, you know what I mean? Where it, it fucked from literally the jump with the tuck rule. Uh, you know, there's so many things that he was, that he was involved in, Gee. you know what I mean? With, with the tuck rule, spy gate, deflate gate, uh, obviously all the Super Bowls he lost to, he was on a Kiss, team that almost went undefeated. Kissing his son on the mouth. That too. Kissing his dad on the mouth. That too. Kissing me on the mouth. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm a little jealous. Um, yeah, it's 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 very the, the best thing that I saw 
Uh, the weekend he retired, though, was the Colts post. Did you see that? No. You didn't see that? Uh, Colts, I might have. Col- I might have the Colts forgot. put on Twitter, and it's uh, <laughs> it's a clip of a SpongeBob episode where SpongeBob's moving away, and it says it's <laughs> the NFL. Like it shows Patrick, and it says NFL in front of Patrick, and then SpongeBob is there, and it says Tom Brady in front of him, and then it's, <laughs> it has Squidward, and it says Colts. <laughs> and Squitter goes, I'm gonna miss you. Bo ho, bo ho. And then he goes to his <laughs> house and they're like, bo ho. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, that's and so that's, funny. That's the best post I saw. Um, but there's I did see that one of, too, and I liked it a lot. There's gonna be a lot of faces in the NFL that are um, definitely happy that they don't have to compete against them anymore. And like I said, it allows these next generation of quarterbacks to step up and start making names for themselves. And, He's been an inspiration to the game, and now, as far as the measuring stick goes, that's the guy. Before, it used to be Joe Montana. And for quarterbacks, for wide receivers, obviously, it's Jerry Rice. I don't think any of his records would be broken, though. Um, running backs, it's Barry Sanders and other greats. Quarterback, it's got to be Tom Brady. But from what yep. he accomplished in his career, as far as just, just I... like a, a, a team-winning standpoint, it's going to be tough to duplicate. I was going to say, I think, like, obviously the comparison a lot of people make is, like, Jordan in the NFL, uh, in the NBA. Um, but I think the thing about basketball is that basketball is such an individual sport, whereas, like, I could definitely see someone doing what Jordan did. Oh, yeah. Whereas, like, I I just can't see – obviously, I'm – it's probably because I'm biased, but I just can't see someone doing what it's Brady hard. did. And not only Brady, but you, like I said, you're going to mention Belichick. Because, like I said, the 20-year span is just it, – it, it, you basically had two dynasties in one. They went three out of four years, and then they went three out of five years towards the end of Brady's career in um, – what the fuck is this guy doing? I don't know. Wait, Susan, what are you doing? I, I got to go. I'm sorry, guys. I got to go. I got to have dinner. All right. Got to have dinner. Well, bottom last line, po- Last podcast quick. of the year, you got to go and you got to have dinner. How about you eat first before you get on? Yeah, like me. Or you eat and you, you, knew, you expect to get a thank you from Tom Brady and you can't even stick around for a fucking podcast? <laughs> My significant other wasn't even home yet to have dinner. So you eat without her. Tell her to make a fucking sandwich. Just like Mason. Toast the bread. Tuck the fucking cheese in. Say, yeah. a, say a bedtime story. Well, I'm uh, using the cheese to tuck the, the turkey in, but still. Yeah. Um, the bottom line, bottom line yeah. is if you think that you're entitled to uh, – or Sue's actually just left. So uh, real quick, though, we should probably wrap it up. Um, uh, if you think you're entitled to a thank you after everything that Tom Brady did, go fuck yourself. Yeah. So why the, fu- why the fuck do you need that validation? Like I think you need more help. Then, fuck you. Then that, like, I don't know. Go see a therapist. Obviously, you are lacking people who actually give you validation in your real life, so you need it from Tom Brady. So, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Uh, I think the biggest thing will be if <laughs> if he doesn't move and pulls a stunt like retiring as a buck in the Hall of Fame. Okay, then I'll be pissed. That'll be some bullshit. Then I'll be actually mad. I'll be like, that's Dude, why. All right. That's why I was trying to get a little people riled up. Because I said, honestly, I think his best moments were 
as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Like, I saw that on Twitter, and I, I, wanted to, I wanted to reply with the gif and say, that, that's bait. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, man. It's just funny because people just get it's at the end of the day, it's sports. At the end of the day, we have a podcast about it. At the end of the day, our emotions change based on how a game is played and the people who are inside of it. And that's what makes it great. Because even though we're sitting here, I'm sitting here in my room on this computer chair talking to one of my best friends about a game. And the, the fact that we enjoy it, how it brings us pain, how it brings us suffering, but also brings us joy and triumph. Football, fantasy football. I wouldn't change a thing. Uh, sometimes I, agree, I would. Man. When you have the low of lows, but when you get that high of highs, nothing better. Um, yeah, so Tom Brady might not be here next year, but your boys sure as fuck will be. Oh, yeah, Susan might not be here. Uh, yeah, I, I guess Susan. I I well, you know, Susan will be here until he's gonna until he's gonna go eat dinner. dinner. Yeah. Football, <laughs> football, oh, sorry, football never sleeps, but it only sleeps for dinner. <laughs> fuck you, uh, guy. But um, that's why he was in the he was in the toilet bowl. That's why I said toilet bowl mentality. That's mentality. that's unacceptable. Like we haven't had a podcast in three. This this <laughs> this podcast should have been like five hours long to make up for what we didn't do the past two weeks. I know. Dude, said, ah, dinner. Sorry. <laughs> I, bet Sorry the, I bet the dinner's not even gonna be that good. I bet he's making something generic like fucking probably like probably craft mac and cheese, frozen ass pizza out of the fridge. Yeah, Elio's. Elio's. Um. Yeah, we'll we'll be here probably back in uh probably back in like August. Maybe we'll do a little check in like in the middle like somewhere, but yeah, somewhere uh just like to review some free agent signings or something. But maybe talk about you know. uh, when Tom Brady comes back to football, and makes that announcement. Well, yeah, we'll uh, do our breaking news. Yeah, you have to live stream it on your Twitch. Yeah, breaking news. Um, yeah, that that's about it. Speaking of Twitch, I'll do a quick plug here. Um, in during football season, this is my dedication. Sell the podcast, fantasy football, everything else. Now that football season's over, if you still want the content, you still want to see me and even Mason, some of my other friends doing some stuff, playing video games, doing whatever. Um, I stream video games on Twitch. That's uh, both of these. That's B-O-F-A underscore D-E-Z-Z-E. So you can check out the channel. I have a Twitter. I got a YouTube. We're trying to get back on track to get more into it because I took a hiatus for football. I was away for four months. Give my man a sub. Give him a sub. Yeah, yeah, do that. I got family to feed. I got a cat. Give a sub. I got a wife on the way. Like, like she's a baby. I got a wife <laughs> on the way. It's just, it's, it's you know, it, anything. I ordered her. Not... She's coming in soon. Yeah, she's coming in soon. Hot and ready. Oh, um, but yeah, that, that's just another thing. You know, if you you like what we've been doing here for the podcast? Podcast, like I said, near future ain't going anywhere. As long as we got the time, we'll make an effort to do it. Like I said, some weeks it's harder than others. Um, but I'm glad I got my my two buddies to do it with me every week. Glad for the guests that we were able to have. We were able to hit 100 episodes this year. Crazy. What a fantasy football season it was with all the ups and downs. Uh, Probably the best, best one so far, in my opinion. I yeah. Think. yeah, definitely. Just- and every league that I was a part of, it was a great season. Just a testament to, you know, everyone, uh, I think, growing as as GMs and whatnot, you know, most competitive season, I think, that we've had as a league. Um, So just really, really fun. Obviously, I enjoy doing this with you guys. Um, And it's something I look forward to, you know. 
Um, so I, uh, obviously we, like I said, we will be here when, uh, Look, look out for us. We'll probably announce it on like Twitter or something when we're coming back. And then you still gotta get the Snapchat going. I know, dude. I'm uh, slacking. I'm slacking. Maybe I can just I'll just post pictures of Bean on there or something. <laughs> um. Yeah. So as long as it's not dinner time, we'll be here. <laughs> well, we'll be here regardless. That's true. Susa, maybe dinner, not. Dinner can wait. Susa. <laughs> 8.30 sharp. He's got to have that fucking Yeah, what the... F- hey, it's about that time. You know what probably happened? Hey, we probably got home and was like, you're still recording, and there's no food on the table, and he just had to drop everything he was doing and said, oh, shit, let's get the frozen went, pizza out. Oh, no. He put his apron on. <laughs> right over. Just whisking fucking... Making bread. He said... I gotta go. And I'm like, okay, like, like you got. And then he said, I gotta eat. <laughs> like, like, like I thought, like he had to go do something important. He's gotta fucking eat. Let's be honest. Paul made a house call. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he said, oh, "No." Knock knock. Guess who? Paul. And Susan said, "Hold on. I'll whip you up a a, a nice dinner. Make a dinner for Paul. Nice candlelit dinner for the two of them." All right, man. Kayla's gonna walk in. And go. What the fuck? I know. Um, that'll do it. That's a season right there. That's a season, baby. We'll be back next year. Mason, let's get the fuck out of here. Bye-bye.